Okay, it is uh, the 9th of June, and this is another episode of this thing. Uh, sort of getting ready for my kids' confirmation. So I really should be ironing. But the thing is, the iron's out in London, and I have a 17-year-old, and she's in her bed, and if I go out there ironing, she's like, you making noise for him, trying to sleep? Because that's what teenagers do. And, I mean, the best of it all is, what time is it? It's 20 past 1. You know what I mean? I should be over kicking her in the arse going up that but I just can't be bored listening to the album uh, that's the zips of my tracksuit bottoms dragging along the floor so uh, the boys getting confirmed uh, I don't really know what confirmation is it's like you go to the chapel and a man in a funny hat turns up and he stands there and he just confirms you're a Catholic so you walk up and he goes still a Catholic you go yep and he goes brilliant do you want to pick a name and you go I'll have that name and he goes brilliant you're a fiend off you go but it takes all bloody night uh the guy go around this chapel five o'clock that's when it all kicks off uh but we have to be there for half four to get a the one a class photo with the man in the funny hat so uh we go at half four we have room we pew we sit there class photo sit around for half an hour and then see Mrs McHugh like She's like mummy at mass. Like, she's like my man. So I'd be sitting there talking to Michael or Aaron or messing about with Patrick or something. And she'd be like, shh, you're mass. You're like, but I'm not in mass. It hasn't started yet. You know, it's like, I'm okay, I'm in a chapel, but it's not mass yet. Like, I think the, the bit between, when you sit your ass on the seat and between mass starting, I don't, you should just, you should be allowed to just do what you do. That's like going to a theatre. And chatting to the person next to you before the show starts. Right? So if I'm going out to do my bit, I don't expect you to sit in fucking silence for the 10, 15 minutes that you're in the theatre waiting for me to come on. So why does Jesus expect us to sit there being all quiet? Like, you know, oh, shh, 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 you're in mass, say your prayers. You know, say, but fuck off, I'm about to sit here for the next hour and a half saying prayers, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong, it'd be different if, you know, I was dicking about while the priest was on. That wouldn't be right. Although there's, there's times I do. Uh, I get so bored at Mass. Like, if you've, if you've never been to Mass, you basically, you turn up and the priest comes on and he goes, hello everybody, and he does the Father, Son, Holy Spirit thing. And you're all stood up at that point. And then you all sit down, I think, Anyway, uh, and he then like Joe Public gets up and reads some stuff from the Bible. Uh, like you know, I think the first reading is from the Old Testament, so this is a reading from the book of Job. Uh, and then it'll be like, and God said unto Job, Go and make. I don't know, wait for to make bread in my name or something like that. <laughs> Fuck is wrong with me? So he'll talk about that. And then the second reading might be from the Old Testament as well. Uh, but it's normally a letter. It's normally a letter. Uh, you know, the second reading is a letter from St. Paul to the Corinthians. And like, I really want to know who the Corinthians were and why was St. Paul writing to them? And why did the Corinthians keep all his letters and then give it to some fella and go, here, that might make a good book? I have no idea. Uh, and the letters, I mean, you'd expect those readings to start, Dear Corinthians, 
Uh, how are you? Hope you're well. Uh, please find attached uh, some prayers to Jesus who died there. No, but Jesus hasn't turned up yet, if it's the Old Testament. Hang on, let's find out who the Corinthians were. So, and then, But they do that uh, letter, right? Or he reads the letter, and then we all stand up again. And somebody goes, Hallelujah, and all that nonsense. And the priest waltzes about stage, stage <laughs> waltzes about the altar really slowly, and uh, with a big book, and he heads over towards the pulpit, but hallelujah. <laughs> He's done it over with his big book up in the air. He puts it there and he opens it. Goes, this is the gospel according to such and such. And then there's people in the chapel rub their noses at that point. I never done it. I never seen a man die to it. But they're like, he goes, this is the gospel according to John. And everyone rubs their nose. You're like, what the, what's the hell of it? Who were the Corinthians? And why did they get letters? So he does the gospel a bit, right? And then the priest decides that he's going to, you know, he's going to riff for a wee bit. You know what I mean? He's just going to, you know, make it up as he goes along. And he gives a sermon. And there was one time we were at Mass years ago, and he was talking about God. But then he started talking about Thor from the Marvel thing. I don't know why. Like, and then, like, and it's like, I remember the thing, he was like, and oh, it's like, and he, but the priest, oh, the priest on our way, oh my God, He's, he does this thing where he, he whispers very, very lowly and very, very reverently, and, and then what he does is he slowly builds up louder and louder, but with a wee bit of a whisper, and then he gets louder and louder, but the whisper's still there, and then he comes to a crescendo of Jesus and God, and you're like, and you're like mate, stop doing that. But he was going on about Thor, oh, Thor's amazing. And you know what? I don't think I've hit record. Oh, I have. I have hit record. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, and, and he was going with Thor. And I remember leaving Mass that day. And Patrick, probably one of the five or six at the time, he turns around and goes, was Thor Jesus' daddy? And it was one of my ones. I couldn't be arsed. So I just went, I'm it. So for years, Patrick thought Thor was Jesus' dad. So then he does that, and then the priest finishes that bit, and everyone goes, ah, or something along the way. And uh, then he starts making dinner. So it's communion, or the commercial break, as I call it. So he goes over to the wee box, there's a wee box at the back of the altar. It's called the tabernacle. And it's, made, it's fucking made of gold, and, he, and it's mental. Like, I mean, this, and here's the thing, right? So there, while he's making dinner, with his fucking, and he, he goes and he opens his wee golden door, right? And he takes out a golden fucking cup and a big silver plate, right? So why he's sitting there handling probably hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of gold and jewels and fucking silver and all the rest out of the wee fucking golden, solid gold box, there's a guy walking around with a basket going, aye, we need money. And you're doing a collection for the ch- church? But hang on a minute here. That fucking wee cup you've up there has probably cost more than my house. But you want your there's a guy walking around with a basket looking money. Fucking sell that. Replace your roof. So the guy's doing that, he's making dinner now. So he's making communion. Uh and uh then we all go up and get communion, everyone queues up to get communion. And the mad thing is down in Oma here, I've noticed they all go row by row. They're all very fucking polite about it, so one row will go up and go to communion and then the next row will go and the next row will go. St. Belfast Mass, it's a fucking free-for-all. It's basically, and now communion is like, fucking go! Everybody just goes at once, you're climbing over people at all to get the communion. So then you get your wee wafer, which uh, the Catholic Church says is actually Jesus. 
It's like, here you go, that's Jesus. Have some Jesus. There you go. There's a wee bit of Jesus for you. And you're like, oh, brilliant. Jesus, class. And you, like, Jesus must have been a fucking big, 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 huge fucking fat person because like chapels all over the world have been giving out Jesus for years. Uh, so you get your Jesus. And then you go back and you sit and you wait for everyone else to get their Jesus. And then Mrs. McHugh will turn around and go, shh, your mouth, say your prayers. Like, all right. Uh, and then, but some people get to leave. So they get their communion. They just go right. I've had my communion. They fuck off. I was never allowed to do that. My mommy and daddy never left Mass early. Mrs. McHugh won't leave Mass early. So you have to sit there waiting for fuck everyone else to get the communion. And then there's gluten-free Jesus now, right? Which baffles me because you're always taught there was only one Jesus. But now there's two Jesuses. There's Jesus, Jesus, and gluten-free Jesus, which means there must have been two Jesuses running about. Because you can't have two different types of Jesus from one Jesus. Although they do tell you that Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit's all one bloke. So maybe gluten-Jesus and gluten-free Jesus are just the one Jesus. This is descending into utter nonsense this week. Uh, so you get your Jesus bits, and then you get, the, and then he finishes off, and he goes, uh, The Mass has ended. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. And everybody goes, Thanks be to God. And you leave. You're not allowed to leave until the priest leaves. And so there's a hymn at the end, and it depends on what kind of priest you've got. Sometimes you've got a priest who decides, I'm going to stay here and sing the whole fucking thing. You know, it's like fucking hymns. What hymns do I know? Uh, oh, the, here I am. No. So, but some of them will just leave. So you might have to sit around for an hour, five minutes, listen to this old man singing, and you're going, Jesus Christ. And then you get out, and it's like, thank fuck, that's over. But anyway, the confirmation thing, you've got all that, which takes about an hour, and then you got to sit there while 60, 70 kids walk up and go, yep, I'm still a Catholic. Again, the funny hat goes, good for you. See you later. And, and, and then there's like a fucking bit where they all have to say, do you reject Satan? Yeah. Do you not like the devil? Yeah. Uh, do you promise not to drink until you're 18? Aye. Fingers crossed at that one, obviously. <laughs> But the whole thing with the devil, by the way, I sometimes wonder did we back the wrong horse? And I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast or not yet. But if you look at the Bible, right, the devil killed, I think, 11 people. In, the old, in all the Bibles, the devil killed 11 people. And I think 10 of them was because God fucking lost, he lost a bet with God. And God went, ha ha, now you have to go and kill Job's kids. And he went, he did it. Whereas God killed billions like i mean god at one point looked at the earth and went ah they're all a bit dicky this lot and then flooded the fucking place killed the whole civil the whole world and noah built as we are and all. uh so when you look at it like you know and the devil worshippers have the best music they say that metal music's the devil music and they say that's the fucking good stuff i mean meanwhile the god people are all like oh you know what i mean uh so we made it back to the wrong horse, I don't know. Oh, my man hears me say that, she'll kill me. My man's pure dead Catholic. She's <laughs> like pure dead Catholic. Uh, so yeah, some confirmations tonight. Um, my man and dad's coming out from Belfast, and being uncle as well. My sister's brother and sister's coming down. But it's a Thursday night. Like, you know, like communions and weddings and stuff normally be at weekends, and you have a few beers. I'm working tomorrow. So... Go to Mass, got to be there for half four, probably won't get out to seven. Then you got to get over to the uh, the parish hall to meet the bishop. You know, like a meet and greet with this guy. And he'll be like, hello, I'm the bishop. He'll be like, hello, bishop. 
and you get a photograph of them, he's like, there's your photograph. Like, I don't know why the bishop's from fucking down south, because our boy's from like Derry or home. But our bishop up here that's going to do the confirmation was my old head master at my old secondary school, Father Donald McKeown. Uh, but we called him Dawiz. And I never really understood why we called him Dawiz. I think it was because he just he would just turn up. You'd just be sitting there doing something you showed me doing. The next thing would be like, ta-da! And Dawiz would be there. Like, it was like, Poof! just out of smoke. Hello! And uh, he caught me smoking one time. I was up at the, the, the pitch that backed onto the Crumlin Road jail. So having to smoke. <laughs> Some Brit probably had me in his fucking target. I say fucking cross hers. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, I was sitting having a smoke, and next thing, bing, there's Dawes. And I'd only let this thing with two drags out of it. And he goes, he says, McHugh, what are you, are you smoking? I was like, well, yeah. You know, and he was put it out immediately. And I sort of looked at him and I went, you know what, Father? Because he wasn't a bishop then, he was just Father. I went, you know, Father, I could put this cigarette out right now, or I could just finish it. Because at the end of the day, I've still been caught smoking and I'm still in the same amount of trouble. So I've got this priest, Mr. McHugh, just nothing but insolence. And I'm looking at him just going, ah, whatever. Finish me fine. <laughs> Threw it, student it, marched down to the office. Other bollock him. Uh, I was a terror at school. Like I told you last week, I tried to blow the place up for fuck's sake. But uh, he, he didn't like me because I was just, like I was, I had them teachers tortured. I just, honestly, I'd have hated me at school. Hated me. Uh, but he done my, he done Michael Meadows Boys confirmation. So that would have been Michael's 14 now. He's in fourth year, third year, whatever. So like about three, four years ago. And that was, was the Bishop Bath. So I said to Mrs. McHugh, I says, under no circumstances. Like, do you know what? Mrs. McHugh actually done a teaching practice at my old secondary school. And I warned her, I said, you don't know me. You've never met me. You sure as aren't married to me. Just, you know, saying I'm, but I said don't let on that I that he, I'm a former pupil or anything like that. And she was like, Miss McHugh was like, he'll not remember you. I was like, yeah, not so sure. So we went up to get the photograph, talked with the, the man in the funny hat. Oh, he doesn't wear his funny hat. The photograph, and you sort of think, mate, why are you not wearing your stupid hat? So he went up, we went up to get the photograph taken, and uh, first thing she says to him, "Oh, you've got a formal pu- former pupil here." I was like, oh, no, oh, Jesus. And like, Daddy turned around and goes, what's the name? And I went, uh, Terry McHugh. And he went, McHugh! <laughs> oh, no. And his demeanor changed. It was like, because he knew oh, he was a wee ship. I think he might actually say, I think he might actually told Trisha I was a wee ship. Uh, Photograph, like, go away, get away from me. And we went, but that's the night. Uh, let me see. Right, anyway, the, the, why did Paul write letters to the Corinthians? Paul wrote this letter to correct what he saw as erroneous views in the Corinthian church. Several sources inform Paul of conflicts within the church of Corinth. Apollos, a letter from the Corinthians, the household of Chloe, and finally, Stephanas. Oh, Jesus, now there's even more letters. Uh, the letter which may have been written after an actual visit. What's Corinth? You see, this is what happens. I Google these things and I end up down a rabbit hole. Apparently, Paul wrote four letters to the Corinthians. Uh, well, fuck me, they must have been awfully bloody long because I've been hearing bits of them for years at Mass. Uh, let's see, who were the Corinthians? I'm sure you give a shit. 
Like if there's any Protestants listening to this, they're like, what the fuck is this shit? Uh, Many of the difficulties in the Corinthian community can be traced to fundamental theological misunderstanding of the importance of Jesus' death and resurrection. The Corinthians believed that they had died and risen with Christ. Thus they believed they had already enjoyed the full benefits of salvation. So the Corinthians were just like, oh, we we died too. We're already saved. We're back from the dead. So the Corinthians were clearly fucking mental. Uh, the Corinthians worshipped Aphrodite, Athena, Apollo, Demeter, and Kor, Hera, Poseidon. All right, so they were like, they even venerated the cities. Maybe here, so the, what did the Corinthians mean in the Bible? Either the two letters of his book included the book of Ah, oh, fuck, I don't know. You're a bloody day trying to figure that out. Uh, great. How long have I been talking to you for? 16 minutes. 16 minutes. It's been a weird week. I haven't done anything. You know, it's very, very stressful week at work. All sorts of nonsense going. Uh, oh, one of, my, one of my best mates. My best mate turned 40 at the weekend. Uh, part, party at theirs was pretty good. But it's weird because they were, they, were, they were, they've been a bit iffy about turning 40. You know what I mean? It's sort of... Ooh. And I, I remember thinking I'd be exactly the way they are now when I was turning 40. I remember thinking, you know what, I'm going to have a meltdown. Because I had a meltdown when I was 30. I remember when I was turning 30, I looked and I went, Jesus Christ, I've got a mortgage of three kids. Patrick was only just born, I remember. Uh, and I was like, oh my God, this is too much. And I was turning 30 and I freaked out. Like it was a proper Joey Tribbiani, why God, why moment. Uh, but I, I, I'm not saying they've talked about it, just, you know. But I've started to freak out. I'm turning 42 in July, and I'm having the freak out now that I should have had two years ago when I was turning 40. And I was talking, me and a man was saying, I was just like, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know why, I don't know why I'm having this two years late. And then he was saying, look, how you got to realize I turned 40 just as a, there was an easing of lockdown. You know what I mean? It was like, oh my God, it was sort of the, you know, up the June point. And, uh, they says, oh, you can have people, in your, you can have up to 30 people in your garden, but nobody inside and keep social distance and all that stuff. So my 40th was just at that point. And what I'd done for my 40th was I was meant to be going to see Guns N' Roses on my 40th or for my 40th birthday. But obviously with lockdowns and shit, we couldn't go see that. So my 40th happened about two weeks after Guns N' Roses was meant to happen. So I'd said to my brother, I says, look, we were meant to be standing in a field listening to Guns N' Roses for my 40th. I says, so why don't you come down? And uh, we will start in my garden and we'll listen to Guns N' Roses. And then that became, here, hang on, I'm going to go buy a 4K digital projector, a massive white tarpaulin that I'm going to put at the side on the gate, cover the complete gable wall of the house. I'm going to beam a Guns N' Roses gig onto the wall by PA. And basically we had, and get up, invite all my mates down for the night, tell them to bring tents because they can't sleep in the house. So the side of the house was loads of tents. Then around the other side of the house, Guns N' Roses on the wall. Like a big PA system. It was amazing. And I think because I was doing that and because I was actually getting to see people that I hadn't seen in like a year, maybe a year and a half, I was looking forward to that and the turn of 40, but didn't really register. And then you sort of, you went on, turned 41, that was about 42 is freaking me out. And I think it's because they missed turn 40 because it's the last of my mates to go 40. Uh, I'm just freaking out. I'm just looking, thinking like, you know, <laughs> Like, there's loads of things I, I wanted to, you know, that I want to do that I don't think I'm going to get to do because I'm 49. You know, like, I want to go to New York on my own, but you don't get to do that when you have kids. And, uh, 
you know, I look at the whole comedy thing and I'm like, right, I'm turning 42 and, like, don't get me wrong, I have had a fucking great time the past 10, 11 years doing comedy. I have done things I never thought I would do, but there's still things I want to get done. And I keep thinking to myself, but you know, you're too early now. You know, it's like, and, and somebody actually said to me, or night, ah, you're, they actually said, if it hasn't happened by the time you're 38, it's never going to happen. And I'm sitting there going, well, I'm turning 42. But then again, People say if you made it, like someone asked me one time, do you think you're going to make it in comedy? And I sort of looked and went, you know what? When I started out, I said I would do the playing game, I'd open for Patrick Kelly, I'd open for Tim McGarry, I'd open for Jake McCain, I'd go out and tour with Jake every year. Huge theatres, I've done the Opera House, I've done the Ulster Hall, I've done the Waterfront, you know, and I sort of went, you know what? I've, I've made it, anything beyond this is a bonus, like, you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, the last thing for me to actually do is sell out the Opera House. But anyway, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm going, Jesus, I'm, like, I'm married near 20 years now, too, and, and just that sort of, you know, right, is this it? I think that's my problem. I'm sort of going, is this it? And I've always had something going on, like, I was a yo-yo champion, then I, I came off that there, and it was, you know, I, and I got a real job, I was like, well, really, I guess, and then, and then I started the comedy, and then I've always had something going on, but it's like, I'm sort of looking, going, is this it? Like, is this me done? You know what I mean? And Aaron's turning 18 and Pat Michael's getting in the fourth year. He's going to be starting his GCSEs. We, Patrick, he's leaving primary school. He came home a day with a wee book and all his teachers had wrote a wee message to him and all that. And I was near tears. Uh, and his leavers hoodie and stuff. And Now, he's not leaving yet. He's leaving a couple of weeks' time. But like he's, I'm going to have three kids in secondary school. And you're sort of going, oh, Jesus. You know, like three kids in secondary school. I'm old. I am old. That's just that. You know what I mean? And people say to me, you're not old, you're 42, sure, I'm 50. And you go, I, I'm old, you're fucking ancient. Uh, I'm freaking out a bit. And, uh, you know, and I think this is... But I'm doing this, oh, I'm going to run 5K, 5K over 42nd birthday. And I'm, even that, I'm looking at that, I'm like, I'm only doing that because somebody laughed at me when I said I would do it. I went, I might do this lazy bastard to 5k things like, <laughs> I'd love to see it <sighs> and that was me I'm fucking doing it but there's part of me now go, looking at me doing it going you're a dick you're, you're only doing that because you're getting there and you're freaking out <laughs> see if you've got to this point listen to this fair play to you because this has not been one bit funny I have basically talked to three masks and now I'm having a fucking nervous breath you know, like a midlife crisis uh, on a podcast so do you know what I'm going to end this here so here's what's going to happen uh, oh I didn't even do ask terry stuff uh we'll do that we'll do that next week uh again if you want to ask me anything email me terry mccue at terrymccuecomedy.com just uh subject ask um anything at all and we'll, we'll talk about it uh, at a few there to do but i haven't got, uh, we'll do it next week uh but here's what we do i'm gonna go to confirmation next so next week i'll tell you about confirmation but also going to iron maiden on monday right and this is the first music gig i have been to since covid fucking turned up i was meant to go to this and then two weeks later, it was meant to be Guns N' Roses. And that was in June. My forty, my 40th birthday is 9th of July. All of my birthdays are the 9th of July. Right? It was meant to be going to Iron Maiden one week, Guns N' Roses the next week. Right? So what I might do is I might do an Iron Maiden special podcast. Just podcast, just recorded at Iron Maiden. Because uh, my brother's going and I know a few other comedians going. And, uh, although I can't have another comedian on the podcast because I'm still very much of the... You know, if two comedians have a conversation and don't record it for a podcast, 
did it make a noise, you know what I mean? Uh, but I might do an Iron Maiden special, we'll see. Uh, I'm also meeting uh, a friend of mine on Monday as well. We've been sort of writing a thing. Well, he's been writing a thing. I've been just throwing ideas at him, right? He's a better, so he can write scripts and all that sort of stuff. I'm useless at that. So I've just been throwing ideas in. He, he's scripting them, so I haven't seen it yet. He's very excited about it. Be honest, I'm very excited about it, so I'm going to see him on Monday. We're going to look at that. Uh, and uh, I, I, might, I might do an Iron Maiden special. I'm definitely doing a Guns N' Roses special. It's on the 28th of June. Uh, it's definitely happening. But I'm going to leave you at that. If you've got this far, good job. This episode, uh, yeah. The less said about it, the better. Uh, and I shall see you again down the road. Uh, this has been Terry McHugh, talking in the house. Thanks for listening. Uh, I will see you again soon.